0: From LPM, Louisville Public Media. My name is Sally Evans. My name is Paige Harlow. I am currently a voiceover artist uh, and home part-time with my two fabulous toddlers.
1: I live here in Louisville, Kentucky. I grew up in Lexington, and I work for the university. I grew up in a very conservative Christian family, and, you know, I grew up being— secretive about the fact that I was gay
0: my faith just occupied a lot of tight spaces and that was just very black and white and so it just sort of felt like there was our kind of Christian and then there was everybody else
1: I was afraid of coming out and being found out uh, because being a Christian means that you carry a lot of shame especially with regards to to being gay Um, so I would hear people that, you know, loved ones always talking about, you know, the gay lifestyle and how they didn't agree with it and how it was this horrible thing. And I grew up wanting to be something different. I didn't want to be gay. Uh, I wanted to be um, normal <laughs> in the sense of, of what I was around.
0: Well, the fact is, I think a lot of people, when they first come out, they um, I've heard them say a sense of like, oh, now it all makes sense. And for me, there was definitely more accurately, it just felt like, okay, now nothing makes sense. Kind of the flip on that amazing grace line, like I once was found, but now I'm lost. There wasn't really any way for me to occupy both identities that I could see, at least initially, of gay and Christian based on the understanding of Christian that I had grown up in. You know, there was sin. And then there was homosexuality. It was definitely far and above your your average transgression. It was the mac daddy of transgressions. And so um, it was, for me, kind of an epic struggle, struggle of like having Jesus and homosexuality like get along, you know, like be in the same room together. Um, and I did a lot of listening. I did a lot of talking with um, intelligent, committed Christians who We're open and affirming and and we're able to understand um, different scripture passages differently and and we're willing to talk with me at length about them. And it was really time and prayer and listening and reflection to be able to find a way to to welcome those parts and to find, you know, more of a wholeness, um, integrating all of that together.
1: Gosh, I met Sally in...
0: 2008. Paige is a gift. (laughs) She came along into my life in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: We were at a pumpkin carving party that a friend of ours hosted, and I was instantly drawn to Sally. Um, There was just something magnetic about her personality, and she was so much fun, great sense of humor. And what was really interesting is that I knew that Sally had a religious background. She had her she had received her Master's of theology from a seminary. And so I had never met somebody that was gay and Christian. That was a new phenomenon for me.
0: It was very affirming for me to connect with actually throughout history, there's and in scripture, there's all these a much fuller picture that includes the feminine and the masculine. And that in fact, I mean, how affirming for someone who was profoundly shamed, you know, to feel like this is um, an affirmation of my feminine self that in fact, in God is a woman like myself. That discovery was so key to my healing and to giving myself permission to be a fuller version of me just as I'd learned there's a fuller burden of God.
1: Yes, it was a huge journey to come to the place where I could be fully loved by God, but also love the person that I chose. So Sally and I got married in, and I should remember this, right? So this was September 15th, 2013. Uh, We got married at Buffalo Trace Distillery. My parents have not been the most supportive at all in the beginning. I had um, contacted a jewelry artist to create Sally's Ring. um, And I was meeting with the woman who was this jewelry designer in Lexington, where my parents currently live. And when I was there, I said to myself, okay, I have to tell them. I have to tell them that I'm going to get married. So I remember driving to my parents' house I drove past their house about two or three times because I was just so nervous. And so finally, I gathered up enough courage and I stopped the car and I went in the house. And, uh, you know, I lived in Louisville. So why are you in Lexington? (laughs) And so my parents were like, oh, hi, what are you doing here? And so I told them, hey, I was meeting with a jewelry designer. Uh, I'm getting a ring made for Sally. I'm going to ask her to marry me. And I remember distinctly that my mother said, well, I'm not going. And so I, without hesitation, said, well, I'm really, that's really sad for you. (laughs) It's sad for you, not for me. I knew I was gonna get married. I knew that I was with the person that I loved and, and we would, our lives would move forward. And what's interesting is you fast forward over the planning. Sally and I planned the entire wedding, but my mother called me and said, well, what do you want us to pay for? And so they ended up paying for the rehearsal dinner, which was very nice, and uh, they they put a lot into it and, and got, you know, flowers and, you know, just paid, paid for everything. So it was really an interesting transformation for my parents to go from, we are not going to be a part of this, Too, we're throwing the rehearsal dinner.
0: Paige and I always knew that we, we wanted to have a family. That was something that early on we had both shared would be very important to us, um, something that meant a lot to both of us. We valued that opportunity, that role in life. And it was something we always always hoped for. I knew that I wanted to...
1: Contribute something into the world and in the form of a child is a is a pretty amazing thing
0: You know for many couples uh, It's it's just not a natural occurrence to to have babies Um, And when you add to that um, that we were same-sex couple and I was approaching like my fourth decade (laughs) Like we didn't quite know what to hope for, you know, we knew that we wanted to try and um, there's just logistics involved, and there's um, a process involved and stuff. So um, the first thing we knew was that we needed a donor in our case. Um, we had initially looked at the crowd banks for an unknown donor, and then um, along that journey we we found someone that we um, we felt would be an excellent known donor.:
1: The more that that Sally and I. Talked about it. The more that that made a lot of sense. Uh, the the idea that um, this this child would know their history, uh, medical history, biological history,
0: was really appealing to us. Many people choose to go the unknown donor route and choose um, from a crowd bank, and in our case, uh, we chose um, our the sperm we would use through a known donor or someone that we actually personally knew.
1: (laughs) And it's funny, people ask us, well, how did you decide who was going to carry the children? And and. It wasn't
0: really much of a question. The fact is, Paige was not particularly drawn to carrying children, um, whereas I was. I always thought that would be a really, really amazing experience. I did not want to give birth, so it was something that Sally always wanted to experience. I don't know, for me, like, puts you in the halls of sisterhood in a way that, like, you know, you identify... with the leagues of women who've gone before. I don't know it's such a human experience for a woman and I really had always hoped I would know what that was like to grow a human inside you and to you know just have it be a part of you in that in that way, a connection that just is so profound. And so for me, I was always drawn to having that experience and it really was not a hard decision. <laughs> it became clear pretty quickly that we needed some professional assistance, which is fine. And um, so we were working uh, with some fertility doctors um, as a next step, of course. And um, we did try several IUIs, which are intrauterine insemination, um, and then moved um, eventually, this was a multi-year process, but moved eventually to resorting to IVFs or in vitro fertilization. You know, when the first i v f failed We were pretty far along in the process, and i was I was crushed um i was this was sort of our last resort, this method and you go through a lot of <clears throat> tons of appointments and medications and procedures, and you begin to think like like what's wrong with me like I failed some type of test as a woman, or um I'm kind of locked out of 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 this human experience in some way and it's hard not to internalize those results for sure Um, many many people also you know have walked this path but you just start to wonder will it will it ever ever happen for me and um, in fact it it was it was that time that did work and in fact it worked twice as well (laughs) because we ended up um, to our astonishment with with twins
1: since we went through IVF, we knew there was a possibility of, of multiples. Um, I was in shock when it was a reality. And what was so interesting is that a lot of times with IVF, you, ha- you have the possibility of two children, but they are not identical. So we have identical twins, which means that out of the two embryos they put in, one of them split. Oh, this is interesting. Which to me is like, oh gosh, what does that mean? And she said, oh, there's two, two heartbeats, but they're they're identical. So it was really something I had to get used to. So Wallace and Finley were born on August 29th in 2015,
0: and they're um, perfect and hard and wonderful, and um, and we're never going to be the same. <laughs>
1: Having children has probably expanded my faith. If anything, um, seeing the world through their eyes and wanting more for them, um, God is so much bigger, and I want them to experience a faith that is beyond
0: what I grew up with. Like occasionally, there's those like little glistening moments of of hope that becomes realized, right? Like in this long, long years of, of wondering and just trying to like, it'll all be fine, but we have no idea what's gonna happen. And, and you're just kind of floating along and then every time you feel like you kind of hit on this like island of like, this feels so solid and is such a um, reminder of that things can be different and can happen. And for us, that was when we were driving home from from the hospital after they were born. I remember it so clearly because we were, you know, here we are in the front seat. And for the first time, there are two car seats in the back seat with humans in them. And I, I just, and I'm sure, you know, the hormones were very real at that point too. But like I was overcome with with the, um, how full life was at that moment. And, and just the reality of what was happening that we were literally, um, driving home w- with these uh, babies in our in our car and in our life and and this song that, of course, she's she put on this song and, of course, then I was just completely all over. I was kind of um, a mess at that point. But there's a song that we played at our wedding. It's actually a song that she wrote in a card um, during kind of the, the first year we were dating to me through some of the... Um, rocky ups and downs of that and it's a song from Mumford and Son, it's called After the Storm. And then we actually had it sung at our wedding and then we played it uh, when we were driving home from the hospital with the girls in the back seat and um, it really captures for us um, that moment and the actual chorus goes, and there will come a time you'll see with no more tears and love will not break your heart but dismiss your fears. Get over your hill and see what you find there with grace in your heart and flowers in your hair. And it just spoke to a fact that the time had come, you know, a long-awaited... From being a little girl who was being in church with her folks and singing those songs with all the masculine pronouns, um, looking at all the traditional families, you know, to coming out and... Not having a place to really land for years and not knowing what was next to kind of ups and downs with relationships to um, finally meeting Paige and being in the car. It was just such a, um, I guess, a tribute to like, um, you really can land. um, After these crazy journeys were on, you really can land and that time does come. And it was a a very uh, special moment for our family that we, our family had begun. (laughs)
1: kind of think back to who I was before I accepted myself and what would I tell myself as a young person coming into this world you know is that don't be ashamed of who you are you can be fully loved by God and be yourself you know God made me this way Um, he didn't make a mistake when he made me Sally Evans and Paige Harlow's story is part of Tough and Universal, Stories of Grit, a new series produced by WFPL in partnership with Ideas X Lab. The story was edited and produced by me, Erica Peterson, with sound
0: design by Laura Ellis. For more, including photos of Sally, Paige, and their family, visit wfpl.org.